0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This past week, all the bishops in the United States finalized and voted on a document on the Eucharist, in which there was an overwhelming agreement by their voting on the document, with very few rejections and abstentions. This same document and the meetings involved have been a topic of popularity in the main news outlets because of the possibility of denying Holy Communion to Catholic politicians who publicly announce themselves Catholic and also publicly announce their stance in support of abortion, particularly our current president, Joe Biden, and Representative Nancy Pelosi. Many people, particularly some Catholics, thought this document would bring up this hot button topic. The topic was brought up, but not with the emphasis that many Catholics were seeking. Today we are celebrating Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. It is a day that we recall Jesus as our King, thus making us His subjects. As loyal subjects to our King, we are here to uphold His cause, which is His Kingdom seen in this world, lived out in the Catholic Church. It is a heavenly kingdom. Thus living out his kingdom in this world is a mystery because our Lord's kingdom is not of this world. We too are not of this world, but we live in this world. So as our King's loyal subjects, we adhere to our Lord Jesus Christ And protect him. We know that one of the foundational truths of our Lord's kingdom in the Catholic Church is his real presence in the Eucharist. The timing of this document then on the Eucharist and celebrating the feast of Christ the King this weekend is providential. The document the US bishops finalized is a well-written document that can provide great reflection to which I recommend. Skipping to the part that most people are looking for in the document, paragraph numbers 44 through 50 is where the hot button issue is addressed in some fashion, and more specifically numbers 48 and 49. Quoting from these latter paragraphs, we hear from paragraph number 48. The reception of Holy Communion entails one's communion with the church in this visible dimension we repeat what the U.S. bishop stated in 2006, quote, If a Catholic in his or her personal or professional life were knowingly and obstinately to reject the defined doctrines of the church or knowingly and obstinately to repudiate her definitive teaching on moral issues, however, he or she would seriously diminish his or her communion with the church. Reception of Holy Communion in such a situation would not accord with the nature of the Eucharistic celebration, so that he or she should refrain. Reception of Holy Communion in such a situation is also likely to cause scandal for others, weakening their resolve to be faithful to the demands of the gospel. Close quote. That paragraph was also quoting the Catechism in part. The same document continues with paragraph 49. It states quote, One's communion with Christ and His church, therefore, involves both one's invisible communion, meaning being in the state of grace, and one's visible communion. St. John Paul II explained, quote, the judgment of one's state of grace obviously belongs, to, belongs only to the person involved, since it is a question of examining one's conscience. However, in cases of outward conduct, which is seriously, clearly, and steadfastly contrary to the moral norm, the church, in her pastoral concern for the good order of the community, and out of respect for the sacrament, cannot feel fail to feel directly involved. The Code of Canon Law refers to this situation of a manifest lack of proper moral disposition when it states that those who obstinately persist in manifest grave sin are not to be admitted to Eucharistic communion. It is the special responsibility of the diocesan bishop to work, to remedy situations that involve public actions at variance with the visible communion of the church and the moral law. Indeed, he must guard the integrity of the sacrament, the visible communion of the church, and salvation of souls. Close quote. Finally, we hear from paragraph number 50 stating, quote, Before we, we receive Holy Communion, we should make a good examination of conscience to ensure that we are properly disposed to receive the body and blood of the Lord. If we find that we have broken communion with Christ and His Church, we are not properly disposed to receive the Eucharist. Close quote. Using the United States Bishop's own words from this document, it means two things from us present at Mass today. First, We need to pray for President Joe Biden and Representative Nancy Pelosi and other Catholic politicians who are public about being Catholic and also public about stances that are contrary to God's law, such as abortion, that they may examine their conscience and have a conversion of heart, and that their conversion of heart may lead to an end of the Eucharist, which has our King's, Jesus Christ's real presence, from not being worthily received by such politicians. Secondly, we need to pray for the bishops who are responsible for the souls of these individuals. For President Joe Biden, that bishop is Cardinal Gregory. For Nancy Pelosi, that is Archbishop Cordiglione. This also includes other bishops who are not taking any steps to converse with similar Catholic politicians. Quoting this same document composed by these bishops Cardinal Gregory, Archbishop Coglione, and others have a responsibility and a duty to safeguard the sacrament because it is also safeguarding our King, our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we are supposed to safeguard as Jesus' loyal subjects. Furthermore, these bishops, by carrying out such actions, will help to promote the visible communion in the Church and help with the salvation of the souls of President Joe Biden, Representative Nancy Pelosi, and other similar Catholic politicians. Something that every Catholic cleric, whether they be a deacon, priest, bishop, cardinal, or the Pope should be striving for, for the salvation of souls. Our U.S. Catholic bishops have spoken and spoken well in this document on the Eucharist, to which they almost unanimously agreed upon Now, it is time for the U.S. bishops to put into work the words they agreed and signed upon. We, too, need to be praying for these bishops because their task is daunting and maybe even scary for some of them. We need to be praying for these Catholic politicians as well. As loyal subjects to our King, Jesus Christ, we are all in this together to safeguard our King in the Eucharist, and to help with the salvation of souls in these Catholic politicians. To that end, let us all pray a Hail Mary together for these intentions to conclude this homily. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women